from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. This, this is a character creation podcast where each week Jeff and I draw straws to see which one of us has to fight a new fantasy character. Yes, um, it is, um, it is horrible. It is a horrible <laughs> process that I have been actively campaigning to change and fix for a long time now because I'm so tired of fighting, Aaron. There's a pretty high chance that one of us is gonna have to brawl. I'm so, I'm so tired, Aaron. I just, my fists <sighs> are so weary. My knuckles <laughs> are worn down to the bone. So, so much bloodshed. When will when will it end, Aaron? When will it end? Well, it will end, Jeff. When we start this new prompt. Hey, <laughs> this week. The prompt this week comes to us from Twitter user Project Helm, and the prompt is, A shadow broker that secretly runs underground information. Even Big Jeremy don't know about him. I'm very excited. I have a lot of thoughts about this prompt. I'm, I've been thinking a lot. I, I saw this prompt, and I've sort of been thinking about it for a long time. Really? It's been on my mind. I've got a lot of thoughts about it. I'm glad because I had to Google what, uh, I had to Google Shadow Broker a few minutes ago and I found that it's like a hacking group from 2016. Yeah, I think it's just a general term for like an information broker type thing, but I've got a lot of, but I got a lot of like, I'm hyped. I've got a lot of good thoughts. Then let's dive in because I, I need to know these thoughts. Let's. I want to take us to the Elven City of Moon Crescent. Of course. Uh, I want to take us, um, I have a question for you that I think is going to drive a lot of my, uh, a lot of my thoughts on this. Okay. Give me a second, I'm going to sneeze. Hold on, then if you do, I'm going to grab a lozenge because my voice sounds like shit. Aaron, why would someone need a weapon to burn away lies? <sighs> I know. I, God, I, I don't know. Like, doesn't that feel like overkill for a detective? <laughs> It really does. Like, it kind of, the, the thing is that since we did Falconville, and I re-listened to it, if you're a good detective, you can, like, you know what I mean? Like, find the truth. Yeah. But if there's something that burns away lies, it seems like a lot. It's, it's a whole lot going on. And I have, and so this is sort of my thoughts on it. This is where I'm at. I think that you would need a weapon to burn away lies if someone has weaponized or at least magically fortified secrets and lies. Seriously? That's sick. Like, I think that what has happened, what what had happened and what Falconvale sort of stumbled into when they became a detective and they became, they held the light of Ignatius was that someone in Moon Crescent uh, has and continues to literally magically uh strengthen and fortify misinformation and lies and secrets such that such that they became so impossible to navigate that the only way to find real honest truth was through burning away that sort of magical fortification okay that is so fucking mm-hmm. sick um because what i'm thinking is that my first thought is not only can you lie about you know, like, everyday shit, or, like, you know, spread misinformation, you could, like, alter history. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, and I think that that's how that's, that's what we're looking at, right? Like, that's oh, man. the level of, the level of villain that we're talking about in this narrative is, like, someone that has harnessed some sort of magic to, what I'm basically picturing is, like, it's funny that you mentioned hacking because I'm basically picturing like yes. fantasy magical encryption. Yes, 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 yes. So big picture, I'm thinking what I'm what I'm visualizing is like a noble person has a secret, right? They've they've killed someone and they want to cover up the murder mm-hmm. because that's no that's noir as fuck, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, they've killed someone. They want to cover up the murder. They come to this person, this information broker, and they're like, this secret can never see the light of day. 
magic happens. And suddenly, like, this knowledge, this information is so shrouded in shadow that it simply can never be unearthed without some sort of burning, fiery weapon to unearth that lie. Okay. What I'm thinking is, you said magic happens. So if you, okay, so if you're taking an event, right, Mm -hmm. what if, okay, do you, how how deep do you want to go down this road? Because this is what I'm thinking. Hit me. I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. If I have the magic to basically eliminate an event, that's space-time magic, Jeff. You are taking an event that happened and kind of putting it in some kind of, like, pocket dimension where it does not exist. Like, you're basically hiding it in some sort of pocket. Does the Light of Ignatius rip open that kind of, like, if you were to think of a literal pocket, it slices open the pocket and the secrets come spilling out? God, I kind of love that. Like, yeah, I kind like, of love the idea that, yeah, I love the idea, because I was thinking it was, like, uh, it was mind-based magic, right? Like, my, mm-hmm. like, when I was, when I was sort of thinking about these ideas, it was that somebody was basically erasing memories, and, t- but I kind of love the idea that it's much more, it's much grander than that, and it mm-hmm. is literally, like, taking an event and taking all evidence of that event and saying this never happened and suddenly it quite literally never happened unless there is something that can like restore that timeline yes the image that i'm getting is if you imagine um a piece of film like a series of photographs yeah and uh six of those pieces of film are the event of a noble person killing someone a murder happens this shadow broker sort of encases those pictures of film in we'll say a shadow you mm-hmm. know in the in in a in a in a darkness and so it's almost as if they never happened and like you can't find the truth yeah all evidence of it becomes shrouded in a quite maybe quite literally a shadow that yep. is like unseen to the eye the only way to expose it then is to shine a light on that shadow and burn it away so yep, it's that's-, that's like a simple way of explaining like you know, planar uh, space-time magic, where this is opening a dimension. I think it's kind of a little bit of both, right? I think it's like removing it, removing the ev- like all of the evidence of these crimes and these secrets goes to a pocket dimension, and then literally the mind's eye is clouded by a shadow. So it's like space-time yes. magic. It's mind magic. It is this chaotic force that simply takes events and undoes them yeah but doesn't completely because they're still there you just have to find them they're in some kind of like limbo or stasis yeah it simply it masks it it encases them in it it encases them in a shadow and that shadow must be pierced through with fire with a magical fire with the light of ignatius this is wow that's actually I gotta, I gotta give ourselves a pound. That's probably the strongest start we've ever had to a premise. I've been thinking a lot about this prompt. I'm not like, like literally, I saw it and was like, "That's a cool prompt." But what if? And then you know, <laughs> then Gen Con happened, and then yep. uh, we we slapped Nelly Furtado's brain on a sparrow. A lot of things happened in those weeks. <laughs> so this shadow broker, this uh. Hmm. I mean, it's really easy to be like a sorcerer, but I think it's like, it's not so much like a person in robes. Mm-hmm. This is just like, this is a very powerful being right now. Or yeah. is it, or is it, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give us, I'm going to give us some pronouns real quick. Of I'm going to be rolling yeah. the dice this week because Aaron left uh, our dice. Aaron left his <laughs> dice in the hotel room at Gen Con. I did. <laughs> so while I don't have the animal dice, I do have these really cute rainbow dice that I bought at Gen Con. Oh, they're that I'm gonna so be good. And it's appropriate because it's Moon Crescent, so Swift Wind. We got some Rainbow Dice for Ooh, Rainbow Sword. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Which that was another. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me roll okay. from pronouns, and then I'm going to okay. go back to my other point. Okay. So, so he we got one. It is he his. Anyway, the other thing I was going to say was Swift. The other part of this that makes that makes it that ties in perfectly to this is why else would someone delivering information be a superheroic rebellious act Ugh. if information itself was not so closely guarded and so shrouded in doubt and secrecy yeah of course that it becomes like an impossible an impossible commodity therefore somebody delivering truth and delivering information is therefore a powerful act 
like it is an act of rebellion. So this puts context on Swiftwind and Falconvale as like purveyors of truth and information in a city that is quite literally shrouded in lies and secrecy and yes. shadow. Uh, in the way that um, if there were no villains, there'd be no superheroes. Mm-hmm. That means Swiftwind and Light and Ignatius are countering something. Like yes. they they were created as a as a need. Yes. There was a need for them. So that means they're pretty much just in direct opposition of this being. Yes. This is sick. Okay. This this guy. Because here's the thing. I kind of what if it's not so much like a Dr. Claw situation? Right. And it's more of like I'm thinking more. I mean, I might be. This is just my kind of like my first thought. And sort yeah, of sure. a, it sure, would sure. be interesting if it is sort of like the traditional hacker where it's just like a young person creating chaos and opening up. Oper- like, you know what I mean? Uh, if you have this power, it's sort of just someone ha- – is someone just having fun or is it really a nefarious, like, supervillain? I think it's somewhere in between the two because I mm-hmm. like the idea that it's a young person doing it because they can. Yeah. But I like the idea – of the hacker idea is interesting. I like the idea that it's almost – contract work right mm-hmm. because we've already kind of established that there are these ruling houses in moon crescent yes. that are doing nefarious things and like hiring their own detectives and you know like hunting for secrets on one another what if what if uh our our guy what if our guy starts out as doing this for fun right like making things you know pulling pranks and then gets pulled into this and suddenly he's taking on contracts and like making things disappear as part of this like game of thrones conflict of the noble thing where suddenly and it just balloons from there right yeah of course i i really like i i am digging this so what i i think can i name him yeah please i think his name is dusk seabreeze dusk seabreeze all right <laughs> so dusk um, Dusk, I think. So we, we established that, uh, there are these, these royal Dusk families. Se- Dusk Seabreeze is extremely good, though, is the thing. Okay, good. <laughs> I never name anybody, and I was like, this I have a strong feeling about. Um, because I kind of wanted, like, the, it's sort of, it's a Moon Crescent name, but also, like, shadowy as fuck. But I also want to add something to it. Yeah. Which is, that is, like, he goes, his name is Dusk Seabreeze, but he also goes by, because you said it earlier, and it was dope as fuck. Yes, please. He also goes by the Unseen Eye. Oh, it's so good. Okay. So we established in the Light of Ignatius episode that there are, um, the houses, each house creates an order of knights of detectives, right? Yep, yep, yep. To help uncover, to basically uncover the, to basically defeat secrets. You know, to uh, eliminate lies. To eliminate, yeah, to, like, expose the lies of the other houses and to protect their own lies. Yes. Because I believe where we landed. So, Dusk Seabreeze, what if he was a young knight that learned how the game is played and learned how this works and uses that ability of knowing how the, 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 you know, the game of lies in Moon Crescent works against these houses now that's yeah okay. was like sort of a i'm thinking more like was a squire young knight like you know didn't really get time as a detective but knows how the detective game is played okay yeah i like that so he's like he's got some experience he knows that this game is happening right yeah he comes across this shadow power Ooh, let's talk about that because that's whether dope. it's a magical item whether it's just like chaotic magic like with pumpkin jet like do you think it's a – I kind of like it being a magical item. Oh, I, I fucking love magical items. But I've uh, this, this is super important because this power is so strong, Jeff. What happens? You know, like what um, – okay, so if you're a detective knight, right, uh, you are attached to a house, you know, and how does this magical item come in contact with them? I actually have some – like – some things are have some things are popping in my head, and I think I I, I want to I want to follow it somewhere. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read me that prompt again. A shadow broker that secretly runs underground information. Perfect. Even Big yep. Jeremy don't know about him. Perfect. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, somewhere beneath the city of Moon Crescent, 
there is a cavern, like a oh. small cavern, right? Oh, yeah. I love this. There are, and there's like a spring. There is a spring, like a, a water, like a hot spring, basically. Yeah. Underneath the city. Hidden away. Nobody know, really knows it's there. If you look into the waters of this, like, of these pools, right? Of these pools, these puddles, this spring, this, these waterfalls, etc. If you look into the water, you see different places and times. And as it turns out, if you look with intent and you, you look to a certain place and you simply take that water out of the pool, that event becomes shrouded in shadow. This, these, this, these, these pools, these waterfalls are time, right? And to remove water is simply to remove an event. Oh, shit. Oh, fucking K. Wowzers. Okay. So, okay, what that means, okay. So, Dusk... One of my favorite things is when I, is when, is when one of us drops an idea and the other person, cause I, cause I know we've both done it to one another, but when yeah, the other person course. just goes, oh, okay. Uh. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I have to gather myself because that was a lot. And I, I have an image for it. And this is me trying to link it and piece together what my next thought is. So, Dusk, uh, discovers the, the chronos flow. The chrono, the chrono flow. Yeah. The chrono flow. And it's an underground spring. Yeah. And I'm thinking that it has... I Okay, so I want to set up the scene to how it's discovered, because right now I have an image of that, but I don't have an image of the next step. So I'll All give right. that. Yeah. So the... the I think Dusk... Uh, so the, the early time of Dusk as a young detective knight, uh, I'm thinking Dusk jumps from house to house, from allegiance to allegiance, using different aliases, mm -hmm. just trying to gather as much... You know, inf enjoys the lies. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what's, that's what I that's, think he takes pleasure in is that's finding. The fun, that's the, remember we said that it was supposed to be like fun in the early days. And I think yeah. for him early days, it's just lying and like blackmailing. It's just yeah. that he just finds that shit fun. Yes. So he's a knight and there's a legend, the legend of the chrono flow underneath moon crescent, you know, an incredible power. And a house says to their knights, the house, uh, the house crystalline says to their knights, I want you to go find the chrono flow. You know, I want you to, I want you to find out the truth of this. And I think the knights go down there, you know, to discover the truth of this. But when they actually find it, betrays his comrades, kills them in, I think, in the underground cavern, like backstabs them because it's real. And this power is, it's too good. This is what I think he's been dreaming of the power to just control everything that's happening in the world. Because the, the idea of creating this chaos is control. It's, it's adding something into the mix. It's adding that little spice that can makes affect the entire day. Existence this extra is nice. extra nice. Yeah. It's a giddy little thrill at a, at a reasonable price. Um, but, <laughs> um, but it's, but it really is. It's, it's, he wants, he sees this ability to control and he's like, I'm willing to just literally put the brakes on everything I have going right now, betrays his comrades and takes control of this, this power because it's basically like what? It's like, it's like having eight monitors up at once yeah. and you can drag and drop Jarvis style or does he have like a flagon or something that he fills? Because how does, how do the knights burn the shadow away? Like how do they make the film whole again? You know what I mean? Because okay. if he's cutting the the thread, how does Light of Ignatius tie it back together? Um, so I've got a lot of thoughts. I'm yes, please. Uh, I love the origin, but I want to. But I want to change one thing. Yeah, I don't think they went out looking for. The, I don't think anybody anywhere knew what the Chrono Flow was. Ooh, I think they found it by accident. Okay, that's I dope. Think, I think what happens is um, a noble house dispatches the knights to cover up. We'll stick with the, we'll stick with what we already said. Well, they're covering up a murder, right? They're hiding a bod. They're hiding a body. They go underground. They go into this cavern where they're like, we'll stash them here. They end up in the chrono flow. And that's where Dusk says, this is mine now. Like, he, Dusk is the one that like looks into the water and sees the body being discovered by other detectives and sees like the whole rest of the investigation play out and sees them all getting busted. 
and like slow is the one to take that water out and suddenly it sees it become inky and black and like mired in shadow he kind of pieces it all together and that's when he kills his his associates i dig this and um yeah that's what that's the tweak to the origin that i want to make Okay, that's fucking sick. Can I, okay, can I give a visual for how the chrono flow looks? Yeah. What I'm thinking is, is if there's like an, like an altar and you step up to the altar and out in front of you are like just waterfalls, what, projecting images? You know what I mean? As if there yeah. was like a projector on them. And there's, there are, we'll say hundreds of them. Fuck it. Oh, well, yeah. And I don't even, I don't even know if it's an altar. I think it's literally like the cave, like I'm picturing waterfalls almost. Yeah. Like, water is falling down on each waterfall. If you look at it from the right angle, like, an image forms, almost like a magic eye. Yes. And so you just walk around the cave and you just see, like, there's oh, a there's, there's hundred years ago. There's next Tuesday. There's right now 400 miles away. There's Iron Hill. Like, it's all of these things. And, and, and all Dusk has to do is, like, disrupt one of these water flows and suddenly events start disappearing. My visual for it, just because I have to add something in, how does he manipulate it? Because I'm thinking kind of like either something, uh, is it something like a conductor's baton? You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's orchestrating it, or is it simply linked to his mind? Mm. Just like you, a fun visual flair. What do you think? I mean, if it's Moon, moon Crescent is... City of Magic, Secrets, and Oceanic, and... I mean, I like the idea of some kind of... I do like the idea of some kind of baton. Or I, was like, think, I was leaning towards baton as well. Yeah, no, yeah, I think like that's where he's genuinely... That's why I, I, that's why I honestly had the image of an altar, where he's, like, he's up, and in front of him is, like, this expanse of waterfalls, and he basically conducts each one and, like, cuts one off where he wants. Basically, he puts a break in, like, the water's music. No, I think that's... Yeah, that... That visual is cool as hell, which is why I want to, which is why I'm thinking, like, if there's not an altar, picture him just dancing around a cavern. I like this. Like, it's full on, it becomes a full on, it becomes like a musical piece. It becomes a dance where he's like moving through this expansive cavern with all these waterfalls and he clips one at just the right moment. And it is, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful art for him to like move effortlessly through this cavern. I don't think he ever like stops moving is the thing. No, he okay, so this is what this is what I'm getting excited about. So do you think this dance comes naturally? Do you think this movement, this because now he's this is this can't stop. The dance I think can't stop. He has to, like the water, keep moving and keep conducting. Or else I think uh, the truth is like exposed. Like he can't if he stops this performance the water will flow normally. You know what I mean? I'm thinking that the the baton or some kind of thing is what interrupts it. And the movement and the music yeah. is what keeps the water. Because he's basically damming up flows of time. Yeah. He's basically damming up timelines with this. So is it the baton or is it is it in dusk? I think it's in dusk. because like, I like that too. I think it's a physical um, expression of the fact that of what he was doing before he became the unseen eye, right? Mm-hmm. He was dancing from house to house. He was Ooh. hopping from lie to lie. And now he's just physically doing that across all of time and space. I fucking dig this. And okay. Okay. That is very good. Does anyone know, is there even a legend about this? Like, do, is it, is it a children's story? Is it something like that, that there's somewhere underground, you know, under the city of Moon Crescent is someone who controls the scene, what is seen and unseen? I don't think that there's a legend. I don't think there's this children's book. I, th- and I but I, and I don't think it's specifically like someone underground. But I think what it is, is that the noble houses know that if you want a secret hidden, like really hidden, beyond even the scope of your detective nights, you simply call out to the unseen eye. Oh, Jeff, fuck yeah. You perform, like, you set up this ritual, you draw something in salt on the ground, and, like, the unseen eye will see it, and you'll, ne- you'll negotiate, you'll negotiate with the unseen eye despite, despite never truly speaking with them. Yeah. Or never, like, encountering them because, 
Dusk will simply see the thing that you really want to disappear and will know what you are truly willing to give up in exchange for that because Dusk sees all of this. Dusk okay, is this making is all so this dance. Oh, this is so good. Jeff, because this this honestly, it makes me feel like the age-old phrase that we like where gods were real once. Mm-hmm. This is not This is not a god. But this is honestly sounding like some sort of like people make offerings to something. We don't, we don't really have like, we don't have faiths yet. You know, we could mm-hmm. because this does sound like people do make offerings to the well, unseen eye. Yeah, I think, th- eye. I think they're making offerings to the unseen eye in the same way that people were making offerings to like Limini Locust. It's like you yes. give a thing, but I think this one is far with far more intent, right? Oh yeah, this is like some occult shit right now. You say like, I want this given, I want this taken away. I offer up this. And suddenly, whatever this is, you don't even remember it. Ooh. It simply isn't yours anymore. Can we talk about the ritual? Because what I'm seeing is some kind of water. I think you have to dance. And I think you have to use water. Mm. I think it's like a whole... Because the idea of him using water, because it's Moon Crescent, and that's dope, to basically dam up a flow of time... You know, to to close off an event and cover it in shadow, I think you have to connect to his water. I think you have to connect to the chrono flow. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Or you at least appeal to. You know, this is this is maybe just what people think you have to do. You know, where it's uh, does he does he call out? Does he respond, or is it just something they think happens? Uh, hmm, that's a really you know? good question. Yeah, because if you appeal to if you appeal to dusk. If you appeal to the the unseen eye, is there is there proof that it happened if you never know it happened? Because they're basically just going on blind faith. Like you you know what I'm saying? I think there I think that yeah, I think there is what if you don't? Ooh. What if like you are the only person that knows that your seek that like knows oh, that that secret still is yeah. out there? Okay, I what I really like about that is that it's like I think Dusk could make you forget, mm-hmm. but it's that malicious, twisted, you know what I mean, sense of having fun with you. And it's that, that you, for, yeah, it, yeah, forever <laughs> this will hang over you, you know, but everyone else will forget, but you never will. Yeah. I can take it away from the world, but not from you. That's twist, that's twisted and cruel and badass. <laughs> so the, uh, the second part of the prompt is Big Jeremy does not know about him. Big Jeremy has no idea that this happens because he just can't see into the chrono flow. Or is it just that maybe the glasses don't work for Big Jeremy as well as he thinks they might? Because it can be one of two things. Uh, I don't see why it can't be both. Can't be both. <laughs> Fuck yeah. There are, there are gaps in the glasses. And then also, you know, okay, let me actually, no, no, I've got it. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um, I'm excited. Early on in the partnership of Jeremy and Arthur, the two of them dispatched into Moon Crescent to deal 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 the king's peace. They came across evidence of the Chrono Flow. They came across evidence that they came across evidence of Chrono Flow. They came across evidence of Dusk. They came across evidence of the Unseen Eye. When they left Moon Crescent, neither of them remembered encountering it. Oh, that tickles my fancy at the idea. Of the two of them going... So, basically what you're telling me is at one point Arthur knew that Dusk existed, mm-hmm. but couldn't but couldn't stop him. Mm-hmm. That's We're going to have to play some games on that one, because that's dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what else? Like, what else can we talk about? I'm like, well, that's a fucking great story of so Dusk. So we've... Okay, well then let me... Let me... Let's, let's kick it into high gear here, because we've set pieces... We've set the pieces up. We've set the... Dom- yeah. We've set up the row of dominoes. Yes. Now we knock it over. Okay, fuck yeah. So, okay. n- let's talk about Falconvale. Yeah, I would love to talk about them. We, we, we talk about Falcon, we, I also, we both listened to this episode because I told, I, I, the only thing I told you before this episode was like, listen to Falconvale. Yep. I have thoughts. I think honestly, that kind of formula is the best way for us to tell stories like this, where it's not just us pulling it like random thoughts, yeah. where like, it's a little, like a, the laser beam can focus a little bit. And I think that's honestly where like, Shit like the sister's nexus comes from. So we 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 sort of leave Falconvale when we sort of we sort of left Falconvale. They were um, just doing detective things. They were solving cases, sort of mundane secrets, right? 
they were using the lantern to like burn away these sort of mundane lies. Yes. So my question to you, when does Falconvale start to piece together that, that there are secrets more arcane and more powerful that require more of the light? So something I've been thinking about is uh, how kind of the lantern works, because um, to to not answer your question right away, but kind of uh, maybe build something in my own mind. So the lantern works because it it traps basic it traps someone in it. Yes. Yes. How does it select who it traps? You know what I mean? Does Falconvale decide like, and you will become the next source of the lantern's fire? Do you know what I'm saying? Or is yeah. it just like every time you're burned away, are you absorbed into the lantern? Do you want me to? Do you want me to throw you a, a big, throw you a big curveball? Yes, please. Because I think this is gonna, this is gonna up, this is gonna kick things up like seven notches. I'm down for seven notches. My belt, my belt only has six. What it absorbs is not your soul. Yeah. It is not the evidence. It is not your secret. What it actually burn, what it burns, and what it uh, absorbs are, in fact, the mark of the unseen eye. Okay. So I. Th- so what it ends up being is that the unseen eye. There are those that give the unseen eye direct offerings, yeah. but as dusk becomes more powerful and as his dance becomes take, en- encompasses more of moon crescent and more of fantasy and more of time and more of I mean? time <laughs> eventually just secrets where there are secrets there are the where is the unseen eye there's a Ooh. there's a, this little touch of magic in every secret and every lie that is told um okay that's Okay, that's dope. Because basically what you're saying is, is that there is a legion of those who have been touched by the unseen eye, who are, uh, they are, they are indeed, I will use the word, they are cursed by the unseen eye. Oh, it's definitely a curse because they are branded. Yeah, it's, yes, that is a good word for it because you, you have that mark on you forever until it's burned away. Yeah. And the only person who can see it is someone who stands before the light of Ignatius. I think that that's what, like, you, I'm thinking as a lantern now, like in the traditional sense, like Falcon Vale has to hold it up to see if you have, or you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're basically like, you're shrouded in, you're shrouded in shadow. Yeah. And it burns those shadows away. And it burns the shadow away. Okay. So this is basically direct opposition to dusk. Oh yeah. I think these two things are in direct opposition. Okay. So that means like the order of Ignatius we said was started as like a way to burn away. Oh, I have it. I have my original thought. If you're branded by dusk, right? You're tied to the chrono flow. Your secret yes. is tied to the chrono flow. That piece of the water is in, entwined in this shadowy binding, right? Yep. And so are you. Yes. So if your brand, if your aura, if your, you know, the threads of Dusk's dance are wrapped around you, if those can be broken, so can the waters in the chrono flow. So if you were to burn away everyone who has been, you know, enthralled by the dance, you can release the chrono flow, but it does not stop dusk. It doesn't stop the offerings being made. Yeah, no, it did. I mean, it, you can, it is, it is treating the symptoms while ignoring the disease. Yes. yes. Because the only way to get rid of this is honestly by stopping dusk and this, what's the baton called? I think it's called the Shadow Binder. Yep, it's the Shadow Binder. Does Falcon Vale have to stop Dusk? Oh, for sure, without a doubt, yes. Do they know that Dusk exists? Do you know what I'm saying? Or is it something that, okay, here's my, here's my link to the episode for you. We say that you become the next Light of Ignatius by studying the history, by you basically walk this tower and there are a series of paintings and, you know, images in all of these is someone hinting at in their lifetime as the lantern this is what i learned about the so- the source of the disease mm-hmm. so in each picture there's like a hint of dusk and it keeps getting larger and lo- with each picture the more detective work has been done through generations and so they're getting a little closer to uncovering the truth with every image in every image there's a more of an inkling that there's a source of this that there's something that's binding this I think that's that's dope as fuck. The last person that inherited, like the person who Falcon Vale inherited it from, in that painting, maybe like they had 
they had a clue that there's an image of a dancer in the back of the mural of Moon Crescent. You know what I mean? And here's what's here's what I fucking love about this. You have this entire thing, and it was a huge part of it was. It's like a de- it's something that requires a detective's eye. But what if that wasn't the actual intent? What if the intent wasn't to test someone's detective skills? What if the intent was simply to hide something in direct sight and <sighs> to make it so that somebody that ha- somebody that can see oh, and so obfuscate any piece of information couldn't see something that was right in front of them? So they had to create this entire scavenger hunt, not to. I mean, partially to test their detective skills and to prove that they were the person to take the job, but also partially to say, look, it's not safe to talk about this outright, but we know that something is going on. We've known for generations. Here's the evidence that we have. We can't show you directly. No one can ever come out and say this because then that conversation simply will not have happened. Oh my god, Jeff, that's so fucking good. Each painting is a is a map. It's sort of, I think, is it, do they know about the cavern or no? Is it just, think, is that something that Falcon Vale discovers? I think that's where Falcon, I think that's the ultimate victory of Falcon Vale is, is they are the one to like piece together, you know, maybe there are like rumblings, maybe there are talks of, of the cab because, okay, my, my thoughts are all jumbled because this is all great. So give me like, I know, I know. give me yeah, like take half your time. a second. Take, take your time. They don't know about the cavern. The the previous owners of the light did not even piece together that chrono that the chrono flow could be an option. Where Falcon Vale ultimately triumphs, they begin their career doing these mysteries, and they begin to uncover that there are these secrets that have a magical aura to them. Like there's ordinary secrets that get burned away, right? Yeah. But then there's these other secrets that are more powerful and take more energy and more like power to remove them. Mm-hmm. They start to piece together all of the the clues that were left in that initial scavenger hunt, right? Because I yes. don't think because like I said, it's got to be a layered thing, right? Oh, absolutely. This is I'm talking like there are hundreds of paintings and each yeah. has like their own variation because you have to paint it yourself. So everyone sees this shadowy cuz all these generations have experienced the shadow oh, yeah. binding and they burnt it away, but they've they they are very careful in piecing it together. So I think there might be someone, you know, a, there's a painting of a ballet and one of the dancers is encased in like a, there's a little bit of purple paint around them. Mm-hmm. And, every, and in the next painting, it's something similar. So no, I, I, I know where you're going, where, uh, where no one has really been able to piece this together until Falcon Vale. And Falcon Vale... Because, you know, there are, there have been stories of the caverns underneath Moon Crescent. That's what drove Dusk there to bury that body yeah, ages course. ago. Yeah. So I think Falcon Vale is the one to finally take all of these pieces, finally piece them all together, finally find their way to the chrono flow, and finally have the stare down with the ever dancing Dusk Sea Breeze, the unseen eye. And I, I honestly want to stop. Th- I think we should stop this. I story think that's there. there. Well, actually, I have one other. Oh! thing for you yes because i thought of something okay so this flowing water the chrono flow all secrets all lies all events flow through them if a being were to be born in this flowing water of all of time i don't i can't make it i can't make it subtle but i've got there's definitely some sort of connection between all of this yeah and the sisters nexus oh there's some I can't there I was trying to do like a really clever like ho ho but like I can't get to it but like there's a connection there that I don't know yet but there's a connection there okay between the chrono flow and the sisters nexus yes because it's I, all secrets okay. and lies and time and place and water and but keep in mind the nexus is a place where all things converge the chrono flow is a place where all time converges in one spot you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All time is present there, past, present. We can not say. Do you want to say future or no? I think. I think past and present. I think is past and present. Place. I don't know. I think. I think you could. You could see the future, but I think it's dangerous. Yes, I think binding it is like even dusk is like fuck that. There's like one waterfall of the future, and it's like nope. So dusk did it, dusk bind dusk bound something there one time, never again. I have I I have an idea for what it is, but. We'll save that. Um, so, yes, I, I completely agree with the Nexus sisters being... Oof. 
That's good. I don't That's... know. I don't. I don't know how, and I don't know if we're going to be able to like piece it together now. But like, not now. But they are. I think they are connected. Yeah. That location and the two, uh, the two supernatural beings that inhabit it. Do you want to roll on the tables for dust? Uh, yeah, I absolutely do because I've got the crim- yeah. I've got criminal tables. Okay, that works definitely. How do you feel about the spy background? I'm down with that. All right, let's do it's it. It's someone who literally watches every event and manipulates it. Yeah. All right. Uh, first off, give me a D8 for a personality trait. Eight. I also rolled an eight. What? That's Dusk, man. <laughs> Dusk is manipulating that. I write anything I think is important in code. Ooh, that's, that is... That's extremely cool. So, like... Okay, so, ooh, I have... Okay. Go for Tell it. Me, I want to know... No, no, I want to know what you're thinking. We can just do both. Um, We were talking about, like dust contact or the unseen eye contacting you when you make an offering i mm-hmm. think it doesn't happen you you never literally because it's an unseen eye you never literally see dusk or an eye or anything like that it's just a series of happenstances yeah that come that you're like oh like everything clicks together it's like a rube goldberg machine of like things that happen that's the code that that's what i've got what do you got i dig this i was thinking that dusk is you know, Dusk right now is uh, sort of ageless. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm thinking, does he keep some cor- kind of record, some kind of journal? And in it, it's sort of, is it in a musical composition? Or is it, I know, uh, oh, I know, I know. Dusk, Dusk is keeping a, a record of the exact events of history, mm. like before he shadow binds them. But it's written in a code that only he knows because it's it's pretty much like so a dance a choreographer has like a dance bible mm-hmm. and there's ways of writing dances using like you can write out the steps right so I think that he has the entire history of fantasy from when he started shadow binding written in this code of the dance steps that he's been taking underground in the chrono flow that's real real freaking good. That if you were to find this, you could know, if you could decode this dance and recreate it using words, because it's magic, you know, a wizard did it, and you could realize what these steps meant and what he meant as he ma- as he wrote them out, you could decode the entire true history of fantasy. That's fucking dope. Awesome. All right. Give me a D6 for an ideal. Five. Self, the information is good, coming a lot better. The coin I'll get from this, totally worth it. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, huh? <laughs> he's, in, he's, in it, he's in it for himself. He's in it because he's bored. He's in it because he likes the money and the power and owning well, things. He, I get it. If, if you, if, okay, like we're saying kind of Dusk is a shithead. Oh, for sure. Dusk is a bad person that ultimately, yes. that ultimately will fall because Falcon Vale, who is a good person, will take him down. Yes. Uh, th- this is someone who bases their existence in watching people for lack, of, like watching people suffer, even mm-hmm. if they don't know it. He gets to witness all pain and suffering and all joy and alter it to his will, like the way he wants. He basically gets to dictate the course of history. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to share it with anyone, yes, that that yes, that is absolutely a selfish douche. So yeah, he is in this for self-satisfaction and pleasure. It's just, it makes him feel good to know that he has power over the world, you know, and, and, and the fabric of time. Yes, it's, and think of all of the immensity of which he can look at any given moment, and to think only of himself is so fucking cruel. <laughs> yeah, ooh, I like, love I it. like, I love this. I like I'm, a good villain. This, this is, is good. This is a good villain. Yeah. All right, D6 for a bond. One. I fell in love with someone I was spying on. I don't think it's love, but I think the closest thing he has ever had to a friend or a loved one or any sort of, like, connection is with the light, the bearer of whoever the bearer at that time was, the bearer of the light of Ignatius. I I really dig this. What I think this is, is Dusk can watch anything, has been watching perhaps someone who counters him. You know, someone who is in opposition. Right. And is so, yeah, has been watching Falcon Vale, like you said, and is so enamored with someone who thinks so completely differently and lives their life so completely differently in pursuit of a completely different ideal that almost is, it, it's sort of an infatuation or an obsession it's, 
it's it's I th- it's the most. I mean, we've we've crafted this superhero supervillain relationship, and now yeah. and with this dice roll, we have hit on the most superheroic supervillainous thing, and I'm so happy yes. about it. We, Aaron, we randomly rolled. We're not so different, you and I. It's so <laughs> true. It's so fucking true. Yeah, I think I think it's that the game the the game between the two of them. I think is what dusk fell in love with not mm-hmm. necessarily the person not necessarily yes. the title not necessarily but the fact that there was someone after all of this time even jeremy and arthur weren't good enough to like really truly make this game a game no but but the light of ignatius and falcon vale finally there's someone that can actually like i think part of what makes him such a monster to me is that like he has all of this incredible wonder before him and he finds it boring yes that exactly okay because what i'm seeing what i'm hearing from this is like he basically he brought arthur to moon crescent you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and was like you know do you do you think you can add some chaos to my game arthur you know what i mean Uh like do you think you can change the dance because after a long time i could see this not it's it's mundane Mm -hmm. if you have complete power but I don't think that you can bind a member of the Light of Ignatius. So it's always been this, like, kind of, you know, thorn in the heel, but not really, like, that much of a nuisance. But I think as Falcon Vale is unraveling the secret of the Unseen Eye, it's finally like, oh, someone who can really throw, even throw chaos into Dusk Zone game. Someone is learning how Dusk plays the game and is learning to do it better than him. Mm-hmm. And is, you know, is learning the game of Shadows... And is slowly uncovering, pulling at each thread until it's finally the shadow binding is unwound. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the, it's, we are not so different because it's sort of, I mean, even if that's probably not true. Do you think Dusk's opinion is true? No. Okay. But I, I get what you're saying of the, the level of like loving, loving what they, I love your work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. God, you are just, you are just a constant pain in my ass, Falcon Vale. And I love it. Yeah, I think it's oh, oh, it's good. All right. That's so good. Give me a D6 for a flaw. Three. <sighs> we don't even need to discuss this one because this is just the right sentence to literally Fuck end the yeah. episode on. Are you ready? Yes. <sighs> I've worn so many disguises. I've lost sight of who I truly am. And that's wrap. So thank you so much. To Project Helm for your prompt, a shadow broker that secretly runs underground information even Big Jeremy don't know about him. For that was that was a ride. That was a wild ride. That was a good one. Damn, that was a real you, good one. I'm like, ugh. if you would like to submit a prompt of your own, there are so many cool ways to do that. Do not be scared because there are, there are some uh, great ways to do it. Um, you can tweet at us at amfc underscore podcast. You can use the hashtag Fantasy Children. You can post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can also email us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com, or you can post them to our Discord, the link to which is pinned to on our Twitter. Yes, indeedy. Yeah. Um, we also have a Patreon page if you'd like to support that. Uh, Patreon backers get access to bonus material, and Patreon dollars help pay for hosting fees, equipment costs, convention appearances. Um, we just got back from Gen Con, and that was paid for uh, Patreon dollars. So, uh, yes, indeedy. So, yeah. Uh, you can check that out at patreon.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Uh, if, if you want to support us but don't have the money, that's perfectly understandable. You can uh, mm-hmm. give us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, just recommend us to a friend. All of those things help the show grow and do bigger and better and cooler things. If you like two-player tabletop games... Uh, and you have always wanted to learn more about them, there's a really great way to do that, and it's Jeff's other podcast. Yes, I host a show called Party of One. It is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing games. Every week, I sit down with a guest one-on-one, and we play out through a short, intense role-playing game. It is a lot of fun. You should check that out at partyofonepodcast.com. Uh, a verbal hug this week. Mm. Um, I have, I have one. Hit me. You know, as, as you're going through your life and you're, uh, you know, you're gaining years and maybe you're doing the thing, maybe you're not doing the thing. Um, it's important to check in on what you want. And that's going to change from your age. Like, honestly, what I wanted when I was 20 is not the same what I wanted at 25. And that's not the same thing that I wanted at 30. And it's important to check in with these things to keep in mind the things that are actually important to you. And always remember to keep uh, your loved ones close, your friends close, 
and always prioritize relationships and your health and the things that really matter in terms of, you know, making the world honestly a better place for yourself mm-hmm. and everyone around it is going to be the people you hold dear, whether they're friends, family, you know, neither. It can be anything. But just keep in mind the things that genuinely matter and try to limit the things that, you know, are making you bummed out or that yeah. help you, that make you lose sight of the things that are actually important. And even, I think it's even, I think it's even true and especially true if you are doing the thing. If yeah. you're doing a thing, um, don't be afraid to change what that thing is about or what you're trying to get out of it because like, you know, it's just, it's a, it's exactly the same with the things that you work on as it is with yourself. Like, I know I can say with, with Party of One, like where I started with that show is different than where it is now. And I'm very happy about that because I realized I was chasing something else than what I thought I was. And I think it's valuable to do that. And, and it's perfectly okay to say, okay, this isn't what I thought it was. And that's, yeah. and that's okay. You know, yes, like, yeah. Figuring out what you like want and figuring out what you want to do and the things that you want to do. It doesn't have to be like storytelling and the stories you want to tell, but just, I know exactly what you mean. Cause the same thing started with, with all my guys' children. It was like, make a tabletop character and take it. And it became like a world building mm-hmm. show. And, and it's important cause that's, cause that de- we decided, you and I, that like that's kind of not the direction we wanted to go in, but like that's what makes people feel good is, mm-hmm. you know, how, and I, I like what I wanted when we started this a year ago was like making characters and, you know, cre- creating badasses for people to take away. And now I'm like, I value escapism. I like being able to leave the shitty reality that I'm in sometimes and being able to immerse myself in a fantasy world and, tell stories that make myself and people feel good. And maybe if they want to take a break from reality, vanish into fantasy. Mm-hmm. And it's, and that's great. It's not the same thing that I wanted, but my priorities are still the same of feeling good and making people feel good. And it's, and that's okay. And it's awesome. And you should, you know, maybe check in with that occasionally. Yeah, I think it's good to do. And that's a very good, that's a good one. Um, do we have anything else? Um, no, All right. we don't. <laughs> well, then on that note. And until next time, good, good night, night and, and good, good game. game.